Welcome back, guys, to Kicks and Picks Podcast. We are here in our World Cup series. It is time to preview the quarterfinals. Boys, we've made it this far. Uh, first of all, shout out to all, all of our patrons on Patreon. If you are on Patreon or if you're familiar with it, you are able to listen to this early exclusive access before it hits the general public. So thank you for everybody's support. Coach, Scotty, boys, it's been quite the month so far, but here we are. What's going on? It's been a, a very busy month. Nonstop coverage. Um, again, if you're also on Patreon, we've been kind of getting write-ups for you guys for every game. Uh, the day that that comes out. So even if you don't have a podcast for us, make sure you check there to see if we have anything written up, all of our picks, thoughts for betting angles, things like that. But I think we're coming down to it. I mean, we've got seven games left, I think. Is that, is that the math? Um, so we're, we're, we're getting close. Yeah. Uh, and realistically, like we're, I think two weeks away, two weeks from today are when Liverpool and Manchester City play in the FA Cup. So even club football coming back in the next couple of weeks. Coach, some are saying that we're leading the league in World Cup betting coverage. I mean, we're we're, we're sure as hell trying, right? I mean, we we had some great guests on. You guys had Martino last week. We had some great team talk series. I have to say, you know, um, if you didn't listen to the Portugal episode I did with Zach Lowy, I mean, that guy awesome. knows his stuff, and oh. that team was on fire today without Ronaldo. And I remember when I was talking to him, and we can get to it a little bit more later when we talk about Portugal. But he said one thing that seems to hold them back a little bit is a little bit of a conservativeness from the manager while benching Ronaldo and, and going a little more young fluid play today. And it certainly paid off to the tune of, I think it was five goals, six, 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 six really out. Six, goal goals. six. So we, we got people that know what they're talking about and oh, yeah. that England one up there. That's still relevant. Yeah. So it was awesome. to listen to. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the games, I, I just want to bring listeners up to speed or if, if it's somebody's first episode, I, I want to let them know, how fucking right we've been this entire world cup and and there were some teams that we nailed and and i'll get your guys thoughts but i think to just start off um you know we mentioned in our preview episode the two best teams in this tournament were brazil and france and up until this point i think we could all agree that that seems to be true yeah i mean we can't take too much credit i think a monkey could have picked those two but no but the facts are facts Oh, joking aside, I think the only thing we were off on Brazil up until the last match was the fact we thought they'd be scoring a little bit more yes. goals in the group yes. stage. But um, they but they, they generated about fifty for, shots on goal yeah. through three games. Maybe just saving them for the knockout rounds. But they they've been very impressive both sides. Yeah, and like their defense didn't allow a shot on target until the stoppage time of the first half in their third and final group right. stage game, which is crazy. Right. Like you know that they're going to score and that they're going to have you know good possession, and then obviously Allison is a great keeper, but he didn't have to do anything for the first 180 plus yep. 45, plus 225 minutes of, of play. It's just crazy. Yeah. Basically um, so, two full 11s. Yeah. And, and, you know, France is, they, they've always had the talent. Uh, I think the the phrase that I heard Taylor Twelman actually uses, he's like, you know, France typically France's themselves where just at some point they just have this like meltdown. So it's just yeah. about them playing against themselves really and, and just trying to keep it together. And they've done that so far. Well, I think the one thing that's impressed me a little bit has been that they've overcome all of these injuries that have hit camp, you know, since they announced the roster that that really is where I, I think they get a little more credit than you know, yeah, I mean, they lost they the deserve a little more Balloon d'Or winner or assumed winner. Has yeah. Benzema officially claimed it yet? I don't know if that's actually happened. I think it has, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's around now. It's around this time of year. So uh, you lose your the Balloon d'Or winner, you don't miss a step is pretty impressive. No doubt. 
Um, and then, Coach, you mentioned two teams, England and Portugal. I, I think we all kind of assumed that they were going to be in this stage or, or certainly knocking on the door. But we had two incredible guests who who broke those teams down for us. So, uh, as Coach mentioned, if you haven't listened to them yet, still time because the content is still relevant. 100%, yeah. And and both of those uh, guests, Ant and, and Zach, very spot on with their breakdowns, very thorough. And um, they know their sides better than anyone of us could ever talk about, especially a team like Portugal and, and things like that. So um, two sides also very impressive. England outside of the U.S. match has been very impressive in terms of their goal scoring and their their attack. I'm looking forward to that England-France matchup. I think it would be good for many reasons. Um, and Portugal, always question marks about them in big tournaments, you know, yeah. um, especially with an aging Ronaldo and all that was going on. And they just... <laughs> They, they they took it to Switzerland today, and I thought the Swiss would be a lot more compact and be able to, you know, maybe make it an interesting game where we had given our Patreons the over two and a half as the, as our favorite line in that match. And I, I was like, oh, you know, like sometimes Switzerland could play pretty tough defense. Well, not, not today. Yeah. Um, and I guess it kind of goes back to their Nations League matches in June. They played twice and it won nothing away loss at Switzerland, but when it was in Portugal, they hammered them. So I guess they just kind of have the Swiss number. Yeah, no question. I think um, the question that, that Scotty and I asked in our preview was, you know, is Portugal's defense, is their goalkeeping going to be able to hold up over the course of a tournament? And to this point, it's been better than expected. I mean, I don't think there's any denying that. So shout out to them. I mean, I think we all knew the goals would eventually come, but um, they, they've been good in that regard. Yeah, and if you, if you listen to the the pod with Zach, he said Diego Costa is, in his opinion, one of the best goalies in Europe at this point. I think he's like 22-23, and he's overtaken Rui Patricio who's aged and gotten a bit slower and, and it's working out well for them yeah cool and then just two other teams I want to shout out number one Scotty gets the gold star for this one and that's Morocco um I, I think you know he was so convincing that he turned my opinion on them by the time we were done recording I mean I I, I didn't see them I don't think any of us saw them getting this far but um the tournament that they've had and and Scotty has not been surprised in the slightest so shout out to you yeah, I mean, their their roster is sneaky good, right? I mean, it, we look at the AFCON tournament that was less than a year ago, and, you know, Morocco wasn't, you know, challenging at the top at the end, right? You know, it was, it was Egypt, it's Senegal. You know, those are the two teams you traditional, traditionally see, and then Cameroon. So kind of weird to see them show up with the roster that they did. Um, I think it's, you know, just kind of a, a right time, you know, right place for them. Um, so credit to them for, for taking advantage of it. Cause there's, there's been plenty of, of teams and countries in the past that have had, you know, similar roster buildups where it's like, Hey, this is like the, the period where we're going to try and shine. Um, and then they don't come to fruition. So credit to Morocco, they, they, they took advantage of it and now they're in quarterfinals and their path, honestly, for making it to um, the next round, isn't terrible. Mm -hmm. um, we'll Portugal, sure. but you know, Portugal can definitely be beaten. And then winner of England and France, if England upsets France, they can find their way into a final. Yeah. Um, and then shout out the entire podcast because I'm going back about a month and a half uh, when Serbia like first get, announced their roster. Uh, this podcast is the first and only ones who told you guys not to believe the hype about Serbia. Don't get excited because you've heard some of the names before. This team is overrated and lo and behold, one point through the tournament in a very, very, very suspect group. So shout out us, kicks and picks. Um, and, you know, just to, to put a bow on it, you know, there's a couple things we did not get right. We're not perfect. Um, I think we were a little bit higher on Wales. We we saw them challenging for that group. 
um, to, to advance a little bit better. That did not happen. I mean, they were probably one of the worst teams in, in all of the groups that in terms I, I think of so. I think you got a, Qatar, Canada, Wales, uh, yeah. uh, Denmark, right? Top four. Den- Denmark, Denmark, definitely a big disappointment. Yeah. And then I guess some, I should say top five is Germany, right? Because Germany did not make it out of their group, right? Despite what, th- four points? I yeah, think they, they wound up with. We called that issue. You know, they didn't have that that goal score up top. And yep. they, they struggled to score. That's ultimately what did them in. I mean, Nabri and, and Muziala did all that they could against. Yep. Um, um, who did they? they Costa Rica. Lose, was it Costa Rica? Oh, they they, no, they, they they beat Costa Rica. They lost to Japan, Japan, right? Yeah, they, they lost to Japan. Japan. They were getting shots on goal consistently, and it was just, but there was just nobody there to you know in the center of, of the box to kind of no. go away any like rebounds or anything like that so no and, and i think we saw that with um you know both spain and germany we did say the lack of a true striker is going to be the undoing of those two teams um you know I, I did shout out germany as a potential for a future bet i did have a future on them only because i love the value but ultimately you don't uh you don't have a striker that reference point and you don't take care of business you don't advance in this competition so sorry germany and if anybody took that future my apologies so let's uh, let's get right into the games, boys. Uh, first one up, Brazil against Croatia. Um, right now, Croatia, massive, massive, massive underdog. They're plus 750 on the money line. Brazil, minus 255. Um, even uh, the, the two-way money line, draw no bet. Croatia's plus 550. Two advance, Croatia is plus 400. So uh, not much hope here from the books. Do you guys agree or disagree? I mean, I think it's fair, right? Like the the first look at this is like, yeah, Brazil should like wipe the fourth Croatia. Croatia really underperformed. I think even throughout the group stages, they're just lucky yes. that Belgium happened to be worse. So they were able to get through, you know, not exactly the the most impressive win. They they beat Japan in penalties. And that's because Japan had probably the worst, second worst set of penalties second I've ever worst, seen because second Spain's worst, yeah. was somehow worse. Um so Croatia really limping into this. There's no momentum there. Similar issues with Germany where they're not scoring goals. Nope. Um, but the weird thing is like the books obviously know this. So it almost feels like the play is just to take Croatia in some form, whether you're taking the spread with whatever goals they'll give you, or if you're looking at, you know, maybe even like an under where they somehow just keep Brazil stymied for most of the so, game and they only lose by one or two. Croatia what's double, plus one what's and a half? double chance. Forget that. Croatia plus one and a half is minus one forty. Double chance is plus 210. I mean, it's right. an awesome so number. If, if, if you think they could get a draw and force extra time, if they were able to stay compact enough, that's that's a pretty nice number. I think it would take a miracle because, you know, their their strength is their midfield. Brazil's midfield yeah. is equally as good. Um, you know, maybe not equally, you know, player for player, maybe Croatia has a tiny edge. But overall, Brazil's midfield is, is stacked. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need Brozovic to be outstanding, right? Which he has been to this point, right? He's probably been their best player. Everybody talks about Modric, but Brozovic has been awesome. Yeah. Watch that line, too, because, you know, we're still two days away from from the game right now as we're recording this. And and I'm already seeing Croatia is plus one and a half is minus 130. I'm guessing that comes down close to even money throughout the course of the next few days. Because, you know, like I said, everyone that's looking at this is going to say, oh, Brazil's going to wipe the floor with them. They'll take Brazil minus one and a half, and then you'll get a little bit more value on it. So... And, you know, I, I, I fully expect Brazil to come in and, and smack Croatia. It's it's hard for me to say that I would want to take Croatia plus one and a half, but that just seems to be the play because it's bound, you know, the books are going to make money somewhere. Yeah, if you're a believer, if you think there's a correction somewhere and the game is close, then that's definitely a great bet. I mean, the number is awesome, I should say. I don't know if it's a great bet. The number is perfect. Um, but if you believe in that, 
to me, then you believe in over two and a half goals at minus 120 because that means you're banking on Croatia to get at least one uh, because the way Brazil is going right now, they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good number for the over considering the way Brazil just came out firing. I I would I would think Croatia finds one, right? I mean, and the thing I think you have to be wary of with Croatia, I think they, and Serbia was poor all tournament, right? You mentioned that, but their first match was against Brazil and they had a pretty decent blueprint for a good, I don't know what they give up the first goal to Brazil about 65, 70 minutes in. They, yeah, but they gave up 10 shots on goal. I heard a lot of people say that and I think it's bullshit because Brazil dog walked in that game. Brazil could have scored yeah. four or five easily. 10 shots on goal. I think something like 20 shots total. It was, it was 23. I just looked. Yeah. Okay, it was a lot of so, shots, but I I don't know. I think Croatia's got the big tournament experience too, which plays in their favor a little bit. So there are things that make me wonder why the line is so long. I look, Brazil is clear favorite. No, no yeah, question about yeah. it. I just didn't expect plus seven fifty on the money line. I think that's fair. I think if you're looking at that, Nick, you just said like, you know, you're taking the over two and a half, that's minus 120. Yep. And your your point is like Croatia has to get one. Croatia over half a goal is minus 110. Both teams to score is plus 110. So your line of thinking, the best value there is just to take both teams to score. Definitely. Because I don't see, I mean, Brazil getting three, I guess it's possible, right? I mean, they've, they've been scoring a plenty, but yeah. it, this feels like a game that Croatia will more likely be in or at least be closer than maybe what the books are, are yeah. putting out there for credit. So and, and, maybe and for I, me, the pick is, is both teams to score at plus money. I think that's a great number. I, I'm 100% with you. And I think this could be one of those games where Brazil dominates early. You know, whether they get the goals or not, I don't know. But this is going to be the Brazil that we talked about before the tournament started. 70th minute comes, and if they need to switch something up, they bring on three fucking starters off of their bench, and yeah. they yeah. run at you like crazy, and they break you down, and they're going to get the goals. There's not a team in this tournament, I don't think, that holds Brazil for 120 minutes, let alone 90. So somehow, some way, Brazil gets the goals. So I, I, do, I like it, Scotty. I'm with you. And, and I think the other thing we talked about, Croatia is very deadly with set pieces, right? Great. Modric is a beast, free kicks. They're, they're good with corners. Um, I think that both teams to score is, is solid. I, I can't believe it's plus money. I would have thought it would be about minus 130, minus 140. So let's ride. Yeah, and, and the thing with Croatia, too, is, like, they they have guys on the team that just score from nowhere, right? Like, it's a it's a nothing possession. Like, there's been little buildup, and then all of a sudden, Perisic or, or Modric um, just create something out of just nothing. Like, it, you know, Perisic we've seen come through and, and have headers that are from the top of the box that just laser into the bottom corner somehow, or he'll just take a shot from 28 yards out and, you know, force the keeper to either make a great save or it, it finds the top corner. So I think with, as long as those two guys are out there, even Kovacic too, sometimes can, can pull something out of, you know, out of nowhere, uh, you'll have a chance. So yeah. I think that's probably the best spot to be in, especially if, you know, like you said, Nick, if they go down two goals, they're going to be chasing and they'll probably push a bit more. Yep. You'll get something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think both are good bets. So that's right. And let's all agree we we all expect Brazil to ultimately win this game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'd be, be surprised I if mean, Croatia wins the match. Yep. We, we talk about like upsets of the tournament. It's not maybe the upset of the tournament because I'll have to give Croatia some respect. They've, they've done well with this group yeah. leading up to it, although a bit older now. But it would still, I think, be a, a pretty large shock to see Brazil go out to Croatia. All right, let's get into our next matchup. We have the Netherlands taking on Argentina. Um, actually, pretty favorable numbers on this one. Netherlands are the dogs plus 255. 
Argentina plus 125. I do want to talk about the draw at plus 220. Um, Netherlands is plus 135 to advance. Argentina minus 160. What do you make of these teams, Scotty? This is a classic where, you know, if you looked at this matchup before the World Cup started, Argentina, you'd expect would be heavy, heavy favorites. Like you would expect the money line to be like minus 150. But I think because of the way they both teams played in the previous round with Netherlands pretty handedly beating USA three to one and USA defense looks terrible in that match. But in the group stage, the defense in the midfield was like their strength, you know, held England to, to no goals. You know, Wales held them to one. Argentina, there on the other hand, has been kind of underperforming a bit this World Cup. I don't think they've come out as strong to some, as, to some. as yeah as you as you would have liked. Um, getting by Australia two to one isn't the most you know impressive of results. Although admittedly, I think the the Australia goal was an own goal. So it, it's a tale of like you know Netherlands is trending upwards right now in the eyes of the public. I think Argentina is trending downwards. So maybe it's time to catch Argentina with a little bit of value here at plus 125. I, again, I think if you looked at this matchup in the beginning of the tournament, this is probably like 50 points different from what it probably would have been set at. I think that's fair. Coach, as a, the resident Argentina expert, what do you think here? I don't know if I would say expert, but um, I, I think the numbers make sense because Argentina has been a little bit better than the Netherlands through the course of the tournament until the Netherlands really broke out against the U.S. and, and got those three goals. Um, in some ways, I don't want to say gifted, but the marking was very poor on those goals. I mean, yes. you expect Memphis to finish the, the goal yes. that he scored, et cetera. Um, this is an interesting one because normally you think of the Dutch and Argentina, maybe goals plenty, right? But I don't think that is going to be what we see in this match. I, I'd be hesitant to take goals in this match. Um, they Plus 135 met, right now yeah. for the over, which is a big number. They haven't met in a while. The last time they met was actually in the, the, the 14 World Cup semis, which was a 0-0 that uh, Argentina got through on uh, penalty kicks. I was just looking back. But I, I might expect something like that. I think both teams are going to try to play defensively sound. It might be one of those cases where first goal wins, um, you know, unless somebody can find an equalizer and push it to extra time or something. This might be one of those ones where you you, you see this one going to extra time. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I just want to talk about the teams for a second. There is one bet that jumped out at me, um, but I, I think Argentina, to, to Scotty's point, um, we kind of saw this, right? I mean, it, Messi's been good, if not great. Um, he's been what we, I think, everybody expected, and he needs to be because the team around him is average. I think that's just the reality of it right now. Lotaro has looked terrible. Uh, Di Maria, I think he's hurt now, but Di Maria did not look good. DePaul has looked as bad as he's ever looked. I think that a lot of players, the defense is old and in shambles, right? The goalie is somebody I've never heard of before this tournament. I'm making that up, but you know what I mean. Um, so there's been some standout performances. Alvarez has come on and he's looked really good. Um, Enzo has, has looked good in the midfield. But it's going to take more than that. The Netherlands have been pretty damn solid defensively. Um, I think, you know, Scotty pointed that out early on in the tournament or before the tournament. And I'm just, I haven't been the biggest believer in Argentina. And I kind of like Netherlands plus half a goal here. And that's currently a minus 140. Um, that I, I think that's a reasonable number for a team that very well could push this to extra time or quite frankly, even win. First of all, Nick. If we're shaming Argentina players, shame on you for not including Papu Gomez. 
because he's oh, been I terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the the the, the true matchups here, I mean, Netherlands definitely has the edge on defense. I'm, I'm taking Van Dyke and, and, and Timber and um, you know Dumfries and, and Ake hand no over question. hand over Otamendi or Romero. Um, I think that's an easy one, but we've said it before like Netherlands attack. I mean, it's, it's really centered around Gakpo right now. Um, I know Depay scored a couple goals for, against the U S but I don't expect that to be the norm um, in this, in this one. Uh, and so I, I see where you're going. Um, like we said, Netherlands definitely trending upwards. If you want to buy the momentum and get that half goal and you know, if they even bring them to, to extra time, you, you cash it, then I, I wouldn't blame you. Um, but to me, it's like, you know, I'm someone that I, I would like to try to buy low here. And, and I think Argentina is their stock in terms of what the, the odds that they're getting is is pretty low. Um, they're definitely, I, I think, worthy of, of at least a, a minus, you know, one something line. But you're getting plus money here on the money line. That's it's tough for me to pass up. If you're looking at an interesting betting angle, let me get your thoughts on this, Nick. So we know Netherlands struggling to score not exactly great um argentina gonna have their hands full with van dyke and in a pretty solid back line and we know van hall is gonna structure that pretty well first goal scorer Lionel messi is plus 350 messi has scored first in four of argentina's last five matches where they were the favorite wow wow good number you need somebody to kind of make a little bit of magic and and you know open the deadlock and he's done it right he's done it's kind, kind of what it's been even the goal saturday was was him yeah. you know in between the defender's legs and three guys around him and slipped a shot in i mean disgusting he's still yeah. making those plays right where he just finds that little bit of space that isn't there for most players and if if this is going to be as defensive a match as we expect it may be with van hall you know utilizing van dyke in that back line to to shut down whoever Argentina decides to throw at the number nine position, which hasn't been very successful. It, it could be messy magic to to win a match like this, or maybe on a, a free kick or something like that from the top of the box. Or a penalty. Um, There's been a lot of penalties yeah. this tournament. Or a penalty. He missed a penalty this tournament, right? Which you would never he expect did. him to do. He did. Um, <laughs> one thing I, I, I'm just going to say this because it, it boggles my mind. And and I know, you know, you, you bust on Roma and, and all that on here for, for, you know, kicks oh, and giggles, here comes Dybala. But no, but he's right. He's right. But <laughs> as bad as Argentina's attack has yeah. looked with Lataro, Di Maria, uh, Papu Gomez, right? I understand Dybala. Maybe they see him as being too similar in the Messi type it's, role, and maybe that's the, the thing. The but... phenomenon of it's like the opposite of Portugal, where like they're they're really they're scared to hurt Messi's feelings. I can't think of any yeah. other reason. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how. I and and it, it came up on my other podcast. That's what one of the guys said. He thinks it's just like Messi doesn't like playing with a, another player like that. I don't yeah. I don't see how else is, he's not going to feel really healthy he is, though. Is he, he is he's not he, hurt. He played he played Roma's last match before the break. Um, that was part of the. I, I guess, you know, he had to prove he was fit before Scaloni mm-hmm. took him, and, and he did. And he has played zero minutes in four matches. Not even like, okay, we need a goal in the last 20 minutes. Let's throw him on or something. Like, this guy's another guy similar to Messi who can make something out of nothing. I've seen it plenty mm-hmm. of times um, in, in other seasons with Roma, uh, with Palermo and Juve. But now that he's on my team and I watch him week in, week out when he's fit, the guy makes, makes magic out of nothing. I mean, he was carrying Roma for the first two months of the season. And I mean, I would take an mentioned. injured Dybala over Papu Gomez. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't take him care. over a fit Lotaro <laughs> right now. Let's yeah. just be honest. Um, so here's, here's what, uh, Scotty, you're right about buying low on Argentina, but here's kind of where I'm at through the tournament so far. It took 
two bangers to beat a terrible Mexico team. It took two bangers to beat Poland. It took bangers to beat Australia. Netherlands is better than all those teams. I don't even think it's close. So how do we not kind of buy Netherlands here? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I want them to win or expect them to win, but Argentina has struggled against worse teams. I, I just don't see them not keeping it close. Because again, it, it it's going to come down to like I think you say it's going to take. They lost to Saudi Arabia. Team. I forgot if anybody forgot that. It, I did, forgot. it was so match. long ago that I forgot it. Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia in the first match, and Spain beat Costa Rica seven nothing in the first match. And then look at right. where the rest no, of the World Cups have of gone course. or what mess of matches have gone. But if you, it's probably going to take a banger to win this game. I mean, these are two very solid teams, and if I'm putting my money on one team to create an incredible goal or two goals. I'm going to take the team that has Messi. It's just what I'm thinking of. Like <laughs> that's is not quite there. Like, I mean, he's great, yeah. but do you want to, you know, bank on him to carry this Netherlands team to the final right now? I think he, he needs another world, maybe next world cup. He'll, he'll be at that position, but he's still young. Um, you know, I, neither of us are super high into pie, so it's not going to likely come from him. Maybe he'll shut us up and he'll, he'll have a great performance, but I don't know. It, it just seems to me like, you know, this is the game where, you know, Messi can really take over. And, you know, there's obviously been tons of questions about his performances in the World Cup for Argentina. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to kind of take that. So that's kind of what I'm that, what I'm looking at. I, I just think that in this game, it's two relatively evenly matched sides. I'm going to take the team that has Messi in that case. Okay, fair enough. Coach. I agree. I, I think the, the lines are a little further apart than I would expect. I, I think they're pretty evenly matched. It seems like Scotty said. I think Messi could be the difference. And I mean, who wouldn't love to see an Argentina Brazil semifinal, right? Yeah, I think the world would, um, no doubt about it. So just to, to put a bow on it, like we said, the over is plus 135, under is minus 170. I think that's crazy. I mean, obviously, it speaks to everything we just spoke about, but I, never in a, a million years would you expect that to be the number for Argentina Netherlands. I don't care what year, I don't care what tournament. I think that's crazy. And that just speaks to, Argentina struggles, I think, more so than anything else. Yeah, and and again, I think it speaks to how well the Netherlands defense is set up. Yeah. So fair enough. No doubt. For for what it's worth, guys, I'm today, unless something happens, unless the line shifts, I like Netherlands plus half a goal, minus one forty. Where I'm at. Um, all right, so let's talk about the undisputed surprise of the tournament to most. Morocco, they are taking on Portugal, um, both teams who won today. As you would expect, Morocco is a big underdog. They're plus 475, Portugal minus 150. Um, if you're a believer in Morocco, they are plus 245 to advance. Um, you know, dude, I mean, let's just, let me ask it bluntly. Do you, either of you give them a chance to win this game? Sure. I mean, I think Coach XG will come in here and explain to you why they have no chance because they don't well, that forward, the Dude, the forward, the, the striker on that team fucking stinks. I I don't think I've ever seen – we could trash anybody on the planet. I watched this dude have four breakaways and not get a single shot off today. He is fucking terrible. Yeah, but, you know, that also kind of speaks to what their defense has done, right? You know, obviously held Spain scoreless. and What I would call probably one of the – most inept offensive performances in world cup history where Spain had one shot on target for 120 minutes and then obviously failed over three on, on PKs. But, you know, if they could have a similar performance against Portugal and, and, you know, force Portugal to make Portugal struggle a little bit, 
I like the, the pace that they have. I like the creativity they have with Zayac. I think he's been playing really well this tournament. I can definitely see them. They can, they can get one, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tough with, you know, what they've got working up top because there's not much there. That dude stinks. Um, so yeah, listen, I, I, before you go coach, I mean, I I don't think any of us expect Portugal to put up another six goals in this game. It's going to be a lot tougher. Um, but, but what are your initial thoughts? It's going to be hard to replicate what they did against Spain today to, to shut down a, a team with this much quality for the second straight match, a team that just scored six goals. I think Portugal's kind of finding their, their footing without Ronaldo on the pitch. Right. I think, and I didn't get to see the match. I was at work, but just reading the comments about how much more fluid they look without Ronaldo, I think it it's a good point, right? Because when a player like Ronaldo is there, some of those younger, more creative players feel like they have to defer to him at times, right? I think it's the same with Argentina in some ways, but Messi's got a little bit more in the tank and he creates a little bit more than Ronaldo at this point. So when they're deferring to Ronaldo, it, it kind of takes away what they, you know, the unpredictability of the offense for a defense that's defending them. I, I expect Morocco to hunker down again, just like they did against Spain. Um, I, I read today that they've created this, the second lowest XG in the tournament. Um, only Qatar had created less, and we know how poor Qatar was. They were only there because they were the hosts. Um, and now Morocco has, what, two more games under their belt? or Two more games under their belt, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so they're going to be very well-structured. They're going to try to defend deep like they did with everybody behind the ball and try to hit the counter. It's going to have to be Zayic if someone's going to hit him. Um, I don't think it's going to be the the main striker, uh, and you know Amrabat's been good. We we've seen him for Fiorentina. He that has dude his, is a fucking he, yeah. he is a walking yellow card. I am shocked <laughs> at how disciplined he's been. He has been yeah. excellent. I have to give him props because I, I didn't see him as that player. Yeah, and you know they they have Hakimi who can push the wing, but I don't think they have enough possession to really utilize him as as much as like a PSG or Inter has in in his career. Um, I I find it hard to see Morocco doing it again. I mean, look, they had to take Spain 120 minutes and then win in penalty 0-0. I don't think Portugal gets shut out by Morocco. I don't. I I think they'll they'll find at least one, if not two. I think, I just think that they're going to be more direct than Spain was. The the tiki-taki, you need to have the right players and from everything I read... And and Portugal clearly does. Right. And from everything I read, uh, you know, it's kind of sterile at this point without the, the right midfielders and players to move the ball around and without that top striker like they used to have with david via um and fernando torres, fernando for torres yeah yeah yep. um so to, to your point coach you, you said you don't think portugal gets shut out uh a bet i'm looking at here portugal minus a goal and a half is plus 195 i think that's as good of a bet as you can maybe get on this board from what i'm looking at um the one thing i do want to give to morocco today uh where you know throw up the shack meme uh you know i was unfamiliar with your game i owe you an apology um Everybody on that team handled the ball exceptionally well. They did not get flustered under pressure. They kind of, uh, you know, I, I looked like I was watching Spain for a little bit when they had the ball and they were trying to get out of sticky situations and they're passing through the midfield. Um, the, the team is beautifully structured. Kudos to them getting this far. I just think this is when the magic kind of runs out. Um, you know, I'd love to see the win. I think it'd be awesome. It'd be a great story, but I don't know that they could do it two games in a row. I, I'm with coach there. Yeah. I think the the angle I'm looking at here is I would expect this to be a, a KG first half. I've said KG a lot in the pop, this podcast the last year. That's okay. But I, I don't expect, I think both teams are trying to feel each other out. I don't see either team coming out with a haymaker under half a goal in the first half is plus 155. Yeah. I don't hate that with the way that Morocco is playing. We know that they're, they're not necessarily the most lethal and they're not going to be threatening the goal at all, at all you know, points in the match, but 
you know, for Portugal to come out and, and maybe try and feel out the game and then take their chance when they get it, that seems like a, a pretty good option. And, you know, having no goals in the first half, I could definitely see that. And we've seen a lot of goal, uh, games this, you know, the last week or so where it's zero zero going into the half and yes. then we're able to live bet, you know, the, the favorite at that point for a pretty decent value. And then they go on and figure it out in the second half. I think that's happened with France and Spain. And yeah, I mean, I saw Brazil. Oh, did not take it, but I, I did see Spain as high as like plus one eighty today with like twenty five minutes to go. So that's yeah. yeah. I mean, opportunities are there. Obviously, that bet didn't pan out, but opportunities are definitely there. Um, yeah. So give me that. I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, it's kind of weird. I'm looking at zero zero correct score for the first half is actually as high as plus one sixty five. So you're getting a little bit more juice that way. There you go. That kind of is is the angle I'm looking at. And then there's another one. It's a little bit of a more obscure prop where you can pick goal bands. So number of goals in the game and one to two goals is even money plus 100. doesn't seem like this is going to be a goal that again, that's going to have three, four or five, unless Portugal really blow it out of the water. But um, that one I kind of like as well. Yeah. I think the only way you get more than that, those, those goals is if Portugal gets like two in the first half and Morocco really has to come out of their shell, which yeah. they've defended so well. It's hard to see that happening. I texted you guys in the group text, you know, we thought maybe that, Morocco, their defense was quote unquote good, but maybe not great because maybe Belgium the was underperforming, yep. Croatia underperforming. You know, Canada ended up getting the only goal they conceded in this tournament so far um, when Morocco was already up a few goals. But it it turns out their defense is is very well structured, very well put together, and I, I don't think Portugal scores so early to kind of make them come out of that shell so soon to open this match up that much. Okay, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think the world is rooting for Morocco. I mean, anybody that's not rooting for like a you know Messi Ronaldo final, I think the whole world's on Morocco. So let's hope they make it interesting. Um, but you know, until I see otherwise, man, I kind of I like Portugal to win this one. I think it's just this is where the magic runs out. All right, and then the last game, maybe perhaps the best game on paper, uh, England France. Um, France, slight favorite, plus 145. England, plus 205. Draw, plus 230. England, plus 110 to advance. France, minus 135. Boys, do you like either side straight up? Do you like goals? What are you seeing here? Coach, let's start with you. I like goals. I, I think the way these two teams have played so far, outside that that U.S. game for England, I, you know, the goals have been flowing for them. France, the goals have been flowing as well. I find it hard to see this match finishing lower than like a two, one type match. I think, I think both teams will score. If I don't know what the both teams to score line is. I think, I think they both find one. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun match. I think this will, this will be one of the more, you know, maybe a, attack minded matches in some way. Cause I think Croatia will try to muck up the Brazil match a little bit. I think these two teams will go for it a little bit more. I think they both have plenty of quality. Um, you know, England's kind of trying to get over that hump, right. With, uh, you know, the World Cup semifinal four years ago, the Euro final two years ago. And if you're going to do it, you're going to have to get through France probably at this point, right? Um, Definitely. And France and Brazil are the favorites. And I think England's trying to prove that they belong in that favorite tier and they're going to have to go toe-to-toe with France. I think it'll be fun because there's that kind of, uh, you know, rivalry between the two nations for much more than football through the years. And I, I, I think it, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, so over two and a half plus one oh five. Yeah. Um good, good, good number. Scotty, yeah, very do you like number. that or do you like a, a squad here to really just pull this one out? So if you're gonna bet the over, you have to wait until the the lineups come out because England have looked completely different with the new lineup that that Southgate's been putting out, where you know Mount has been benched, 
Um, Foden has been playing on the wing and they've actually been playing with three true midfielders with, with Henderson. They've looked much more, you know, uh, consistent going forward. There's been a lot more chances created. So I would definitely prefer that over because then you can actually count on England to maybe contribute something. Whereas, you know, when they were playing the U S and they had basically Jude Bellingham and, and Declan Rice in a two man midfield, getting overwhelmed, conceding 60 plus percent possession to, to the U S that I wouldn't like. So I think you, if you want to take the over, I think it's good, but I would <laughs> give you the advice to wait until that lineup comes out because Southgate has made crazy decisions in the past and, and he might be overthinking this because France is coming in and they're obviously one of the favorites to win the whole tournament. So I could see him trying to like get cute with lineups and, and, and you know, outthinking himself. But the I fact think that they I really almost like, have to go with that three man midfield against France, right? So they don't get overwhelmed. No doubt. Yeah, I would hope, but you never know. Maybe he also sacrifices Phil Foden for, you know, Jack Grealish or something stupid like that. Um, so well, while, while you mentioned both of those players, I, I have said consistently uh, on the podcast, on Twitter, in my life, I didn't know the difference between Grealish and Foden. They like they were interchangeable in my head. Let me apologize <laughs> to Phil Foden as he is very clearly the superior footballer to Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is the guy that's trash. I didn't know that. Apologies to you guys. And if you're listening, uh, apologies to you as well. Um, so thank you for bringing them both up, Scotty. Yeah. So uh, I'll segue that into the, the pick that I really like this one. In this one, um, in regular time, draw no bet. France minus 140 feels as much of a lock as possible. And it's not super great value, but this is like my definition of free money is free money. Um, I, I don't see England winning this one outright. If England are going to advance or, or get through, I think it's going to be a, you know, a more of a muck it up type game that that coach is saying might happen with Croatia and Brazil. We know Maguire has had it a pretty good tournament so far. If he turns it and keeps it turns on, keeps it turned on, um, you know, maybe England are, are able to kind of stymie France here and they can keep it France to maybe either one goal or, or less. Um, so, but I think ultimately, you know, it, the play that makes sense here is France will probably get through, you know, you don't want to bet against Mbappe. He's been having a great tournament. He's got five goals already. Looks Giroud also. Favorite to, Giroud has been pretty solid. I'll give him that credit too. Um, and even the midfield, like it, France's midfield has been, been good. You know, yeah, he's been turned back the clock a little bit, man. I, I got to yeah. give him credit for sure. Um, so, so Scotty, I mean, w- with that pick, I'm sorry to, to talk over you a little bit here, but why not take them to advance minus 135? Give yourself the chance to win that bet instead of push it. Because if something, like I said, if if England come out and they find a way to keep France at bay, you could very, I could very easily see England getting this to PKs and winning. 100%. Wow, we we know what England does in PKs. I'm not super sold yeah, on. Yeah, it's them a different there. different group of people taking the PKs <laughs> this time. None of those be. guys will be out on the list. <laughs> no, so I, I mean, I'm with you. I think France is ultimately the better side. They've um, maybe have had a little bit of the harder path so far or they haven't looked good for the full 90 necessarily in the same way in England has um but I think France gets it done and I, I like France to advance minus 135 I think that number is just way 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 too good to pass up so I, I mean um kind of with you on the lineup I think that you know plus 105 is pretty good for an over Definitely screams 2-1 to me I um, did we get a number on both teams to score I think both teams to score it's is minus good. 120. That's, that's not a bad bet. I like that. I think um, I think that could happen when three goals maybe doesn't in 90. Um, you know, especially if France score first, I, I think England still does get one. I think France gets one no matter what. I don't know. But. Mbappe 
anytime goal scorer plus 175 is a bit more value than I expected in this one, to be Great honest. Great number with you. for him. And for, then like, Harry Kane he plus goals? 190. Yeah, he's got five goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like you figure if France are going to win this one, he's he's going to be involved in some way. So whether it's he's yeah. getting a goal or he's assisting somebody, Giroud, he's going to be involved. That I mean, Kane, Kane to me is an X factor because he got a goal last game, right? I mean, finally, maybe he's got the, the monkey off his back a little bit. Does he yeah. score a goal in this game? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's the same thing I just said about France. If if you think England are going to have a chance at advancing in this one, Kane has to have a great game. Like if Kane doesn't come out and play to his like best ability, then I think England are dead in the water. Like I, I don't see how they advance with Kane having a bad game and you know maybe like Jude Bellingham pulls out something. But it, to me, it's if you like England in this, Kane as an anytime goal scorer is as good as a pick as you'll get. Coach, gun to your head. Who wins the game? I mean, who do I want to win? No. Uh, no. If if <laughs> if I'm picking the team, I, I, I and I'd have to like guns in my head. I'd say France. Probably they're they're just the the more impressive side. I personally, I want England to win. I, I don't want to see France win again. Um, but I, it's hard to bet against France. You guys are almost talking me into like a toss up. Like this is a game traditionally where I would say, oh, they're they're kind of equally matched teams. The numbers are kind of close. I love to take the underdog in this scenario, but we've been kind of saying France is the squad out of Europe this whole time, and I, I can't ditch them now. I just I don't know. I mean, listen, whoever the draw no bet water, it's minus one forty. And if it's a draw, if it's a weird game where like England comes yeah. out and France is thrown a stinker and they they get to extra time, your money is back. You don't have to worry about rooting for France to figure it out in extra time or heaven forbid it goes to PKs and you got to sweat yeah. them through that. Just get your money back. The payout will be the same: minus one forty, minus one thirty-five. Okay. That's fair. I think you've sold me. I think that's where I'm at. It's free money is free money. That's I only say that when there's free money. I said that with my parlay coming into the group stage. It was plus 155. That hit. Free money sure is free did. money. Just take it. All right. Uh, that's where we're at. Any, uh, any closing thoughts, fellas, before we wrap it up here? Yeah, I got two things for you guys. So we're now at a point. So we have our quote-unquote elite eight, right? I think seven out of the eight are all teams that we'd expect. Let's take a look at where the futures are for you know teams to to win the tournament. We have Brazil sitting at minus one forty five as the odds on favorites. Unreal. France at plus one seventy five, which is not bad um, considering where they stand. And then Portugal's at plus one ninety, so they're ahead of England and Argentina, who are both sitting at plus two fifty at this point. Yeah. Do you like any of those? Or I mean, I'll give you Netherlands is plus five hundred, Morocco plus a thousand, Croatia. The, the longest of shots at plus 1400, yeah. mostly because I um, have to play Brazil. But um, I, I mean, England or Argentina, just because the number is right for those two teams and they they have realistic chances to make and win a final. I don't mind France at plus 175. That's Not enough. Decent. If you're going to do that, take the plus 145 to win this game and then do something else in, in on the three way. Yeah. Whatever. What to advance. Minus 135. Yeah, it's not that drastic of a difference for me to put a future on France. There's a little more insulation there in, in case of things going awry. I'm a little surprised Portugal's got such a good number. I, I know they're yeah. impressive today, but they have the tougher path if you think That's about an overreaction it. Overreaction because to today. they have to. You know, yes, they did play Morocco in this match, so that's probably why they're getting a little more juice. But um, then they they play the winner of France and England, and then you're probably got most likely going to have to get through Brazil, right? Which would be some feet if they were to get through France and Brazil, even with Morocco in the quarter. So hold up, hand up. I just fucked up. 
I gave you guys yeah. the odds to reach the final. That was to reach the final. Oh, I, I like those other two teams even more. Hold on. Yeah. Give me fucking <laughs> Argentina even more. I was I clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, to win is Brazil is actually plus 175. France is plus 400, which I love okay. even more now. Yeah. Um, okay. Argentina plus 550. England plus 600. Portugal plus 650. Netherlands plus 1400. So France is the bet. Clearly the bet. Yeah. I don't think there's plus 400 it has to be. Yeah. And then if you're telling me England and Argentina are only slightly higher to win than they are to make the final, give me those two teams to make the final. Yeah. To make the final, England, Argentina plus 250. To win the final. Oh, 250. No, I thought it was yeah. 500. Uh, to win is plus 550 for Argentina. Our England is plus 600. What's win. Argentina to make the final? Plus 250. Oh, never mind. No, France plus 400 is the fucking pick. Okay. Now, my my pick, coach, hit me. Do you agree? I'm sorry. No, I I'd, I'd, I'd agree. You know, all, all like sentiments aside and, and who I want to win and who I don't want to win, I think in terms of just straight money value, I think France at plus 400 is the, is the best value there. Okay. And then to wrap things up, because we're running long, we've got Golden Boot, top goal scorer in the tournament. We know Mbappe is sitting in the lead at five goals. Everybody else that's coming up behind him is at three. Mbappe is the odds on favorite at minus 175. Can you guys give me at least three of the next four? So out of the top top five, Mbappe's one. Can you give me three of the top next four names? I believe we can. Messi. Yep, he's sitting there. At sure. Plus, what number? Give me a give me an, an estimate. Guess that 150, line. One fifty. One fifty. No, he's got to be like plus three hundred or something. But more? more. Oh yeah. Ooh. Messi's sitting at plus a thousand. He's whoa, 30. whoa. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. I think Richarlson's got to be there. Yep, he's two. What do you think he's at? So he's between Messi and Mbappe. Well, now we know the. the oh, okay. I'm sorry. Minus. Uh, excuse me. Plus seven fifty. Yeah, plus six fifty. Okay, can you give me? Um, I think I got two I think more. I the last one, but I'll let. Got to be maybe maybe Ramos. Yep, he's number yep. five. Where do you think he's at? He's got to be like Messi plus, plus two thousand. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be plus eighteen hundred, and then yeah. number four, Giroud. There it is. Look at that. We got Look it. That he's also at plus eighteen hundred. The Ramos. Look at that. Guys, you guys are pros. It's... Not bad. These people aren't listening for the fucking witty banter that we have going on back and forth. We are fucking odds makers here on Kicks and Picks podcast. And I guess it's a matter of who you expect to go deep, right? Because yeah. Messi's going to have to get through the Dutch and then Brazil to make the final. And and if Mbappe keeps banging him in, I mean, there's a there's a clear reason why he's minus 175. Everybody else is plus, well, yeah. you know, it's two goal head start, too. 650 or, or more. But um, I like Charleston. Yeah, Richarlison's yeah. nice. That's nice. He could be he could be the sneaky one because they're most likely to make the final from that side of the bracket to play France. Right. But you got to hope he gets another brace somewhere to rival Mbappe. I think at this point he could. Yeah, could do it next game. He could. Uh, Croatia would be maybe the team to do it against. Yeah, let's see. If you, if you like Neymar, he's plus thirty five hundred. I don't know. How many I like I liked him at the beginning of the tournament, and he missed the whole group stage. So that that's kind of shitty. I mean, I definitely I did add a feature on him at plus a thousand. That that kind of sucks. But double down, it is. do it. That's what it is. <laughs> and then Alvarez plus four thousand. That's the only other name that I think is worth mentioning. Okay. What's uh Gakpo at? He's he's right after uh, Ramos and Giroud. He's at plus twenty five hundred. So I figured, yeah. okay. But I don't think he's got a chance at advancing beyond maybe the yeah. semifinals. Like Zach is also on three goals, um, which is an interesting one. Yeah, he's plus twenty eight hundred. Yeah, they'd have to win this match, obviously. Yeah, shot, but interesting. Well, shit, guys, that's 
been a lot of fun. Awesome episode. Good to have the gang back together. Um, thank you guys all for following. Uh, as as we mentioned on the top of the show, we we have um, thrown our stuff on Patreon, so we are doing write ups uh, daily for all these matches. You're getting early access to these podcasts, so you're you're getting basically the lines that we're talking about this game. Um, so definitely appreciate any support. You can live there. Um, it is five dollars a month. Very very reasonable to support your boys here and. Um, Please again spread the word if you've enjoyed this coverage and and as we mentioned some of our other episodes um you know all our world cup stuff is still live but certainly the Portugal and England team talks still very relevant as we head into these quarterfinals so thank you guys for listening again please any support is greatly appreciated like share um retweet subscribe thank you guys so much and we'll see you for the next round